everybody. Happy Halloween. GM, GM, welcome to a spectacular, or should I say spooktacular, episode 22 of Rug Radio and NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben the Greek, the NFT 101, your host. Episode 22, October the 31st, 2022, following 21 incredible episodes, if I do say so myself, all now available as a collection of podcasts via the Spotify and Apple Music platforms. Go there now, follow, download, and then listen back at your leisure, because we have started a comprehensive breakdown of Web3 progression, as told by the builders, the artists, the founders in the space with real intent. We delve deep into some of the most exciting projects in the space and bring you a show that moves the chat away from a review of the markets and the NFT gossip And our focus remains on the importance of storytelling in Web3 and the power of narrative to make a project unmissable. I open this series every Monday and Thursday at the same time, usually, which is uh, 5pm here in the UK. I do need to do a little bit of adjusting for what that means around the rest of the world because the clocks changed this weekend, which is why you are all here one hour earlier and I apologize and thank you all for making the time to join us. Um, Today on my panel speakers we have Tom Youngs with his pal. Hey Tom. G'day mate. Enjoying a bit of Monster Mash there? Well what an incredible choice that you have gone for uh, today. I mean yeah, very, very topical. There you go. Some might say. But it was, I, it was that. However, or, I feel <laughs> it was that, or it was Michael yeah. Jackson and Thriller. Oh, there you go. That would have been that would have been a little bit more of the basic option. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel I feel a little bit underrepresented here. I feel like I'm well alongside you and the non-mutated version of my PFP. Um, everyone else on uh, on stage seems to have a version of Halloween. A Halloween, the, yeah. Well, uh, well, I think it's because you probably have been keeping your mask on like a good pal. Oh, the there you go. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also have. Well, great to be here. Great. Yeah, to be good here. to see you, Tom. I also have NFT Zurk. How you doing? Hello, mate. How you doing? Yeah, I'm currently driving down the motorway in the UK. What? Nice uh, five hours into a six. Lovely hour job. Down, down from the well, I appreciate district, you so. jumping on it. Yeah, but mate, Thank seriously, <laughs> spec, 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 Dracula. That's what Excellent. NFT space, man. Hey Ben, Ben, you you missed the rebrand. I've gone. Uh, I've dropped the NFT. You, you, you... You couldn't fit digital collectible spaceman on the profile. So okay, I've just had to drop <laughs> You've it. just gone spaceman. I love it. Well played, sir. I agree. I think that's great. Clemente, how you doing, man? Good, good. Happy Monday. I I see. I I pinned a tweet up top. I hope you don't mind. Uh, you know, just to go off with the spooky vibes. I see Dear Matt is in the audience, and I was quite traumatized from his Halloween costume. And I wanted to pin that up just so everyone else could get as spooked out as I was when I saw it. <laughs> That's the funniest tweet I've seen in as long as I can remember. I think I commented on it yesterday. So yeah, I'm with you. Can we? It's a hell of an can effort. We, 
Can we also give a shout out to Scotty Pippin in the audience as well? Hey, Scotty Pippin. Good to see you, sir. Yeah, dude, what's up? Great to see you. Great to see some faces in the audience here. Absolutely. Um, so, um, quick hello. Good to see you all. Last week we met with the National Lampoon team. Um, before I then took a few days off, we only had one show last week. What a treat that was. Um, the new National Lampoon owners really excited me in terms of their very responsible approach to harnessing the brand in Web3. So I'm I'm really looking forward to tracking their progress and seeing if they're able to like reignite the creative flame of a very exciting and much older brand. From old brands to new, you see my segue there, today is an amazing opportunity to delve deep into the progress of one of the most exciting Web3 brands to emerge from the space in 2022. From their initial well-documented launch to the most recent collaboration with fashion brand Cider, Wonder Pals are minting their second collection of Cider Pals right now. And here to tell us all about it, please welcome artist and founder Mina and Head of Community and Partnerships, Derp. Hello, Wonder Pals. Hey, Virginia. Hey, hey. Hi, thanks for having us. We're super excited to be here today. Oh, well, thank you for uh, for coming along. It's uh, fantastic to uh, to see you here, and I do really appreciate you taking the time. I'm so sorry about the uh, the time difference playing with our schedules there. I know that Mina is on a, a firm schedule, so we will need to get this done in the next 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um so listen, guys, quick admin. Um, the format of these spaces is intended to be pretty open. Uh, I have our panel of speakers. I have you, our guests. And after like the 45 minute point of the chat, we look to invite a few people up from the audience to give their view or ask a question. If towards the end of the chat, Mina needs to drop out, we totally understand. Derp, we're going to stick with you and you can keep answering all of the, uh, the uh, audience's questions if that's OK. Yeah, no problem. Great stuff. Just before we get going, people, I would appreciate it if you all took a moment to spread the word, head up to that little arrow at the top of the spaces, share this space with your communities, and uh, and also head down to that little purple lozenge down at the bottom there, and please leave us a comment. All of these things help the algorithm. They bring more people into the space so that we can spread the good Halloween gospel of NFT and Web3. Um, okay, so questions. Best place to start, always the same. Mina, Dirk, would you please uh, introduce yourselves, your backgrounds, but then also a little bit about Wonder Pals for those that don't already know? Yes, hello everyone. Um, so great being here. Happy Halloween. Uh, my name is Mina, I am the founder and artist behind Wonder Pals. Um, a little background, you know, before I started Wonder Pals, my background was in product design um, in the tech industry. And um, I've been a designer, I guess, my whole life. So, you know, I, I, I love creating um, cute characters and, you know, having the opportunity to, you know, bring Wonder Pals to this space has, has been such a fun journey. Hey, everyone. Hi, I'm Derp. Uh, Head of Partnerships and Community at Wonder Pals. Um, a little bit about myself and my background. Um, 
So I've also been in tech for the past 10 years. Um, I am a product manager. And so what a product manager does is a product manager is the one who's responsible for really creating the roadmap for any sort of technical company, determining what is the value they're creating for customers and how we can design features that really make the product um, best used by um, customers or consumers or whoever your end user is for your product. Um, I started, uh, I joined WonderPals probably really early on. So maybe like a week after the Discord server was first um, opened up, uh, I just started out as a regular pal in the community. Uh, Mina, I guess, like my vibes, <laughs> asked me to be a Discord mod and over time uh, joined the team. And, you know, we've just been on this journey to build this Web3 brand together. Amazing. Uh, well, it's great to meet you both. Um, yeah, tell us a bit more about the project. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Wonder Pals is a Web3 native brand focusing on creating a global community of pals that share, share values of spreading joy and kindness. Uh, so as you mentioned, we started out as an NFT collection with our launch of 10,000 unique pals in February of 2022. Um, and ever since then, you know, we've had this unique opportunity in front of us of building this Web3 native brand and really building a brand that cultivates a shared identity of being our nicest and kindest selves. You know, we, we believe one of the most powerful things that brands can do, well, one of the most powerful um, things about brands is that it's a form of personal communication to the outside world about who you are and what your values are. Uh, you know, the most powerful brands have a clear ethos of what they stand for. You think about brands like Patagonia that have a clear stand about sustainability and, and caring for the earth. And so for Warner Pals, it's all about channeling that kindest part of yourself. It's finding that gentle side of you that enjoys cute things. Like, you know, when you see Wonder Pals, when you see our art, there's that inner part of you that goes like, oh, that's so cute. And, you know, we're a brand that wants to help you connect with that part of yourself and connect with that inner voice. And, you know, we, we believe that that tapping into that emotion makes the world a better place. And so for Wonder Pals, it's all about helping create that access and creating a community of pals that enjoy that as well. I love that. And that's really, really... Um, I think very exciting, the fact that you guys have such a very, very clear stance in terms of your brand and your uh, your message and what, what it is you're trying to achieve. Uh, it's something that I, I love. And I guess the best way to articulate that, right, is through storytelling. Storytelling is something that's really important to us um, uh, at this show. We believe that, like, narrative is the difference between the projects that are and aren't going to make it. Um, and so I'm really interested to understand what storytelling means to you and to the Wonder Pals project. Uh, yeah, no, no, storytelling is definitely, you know, very important for us. But, you know, we reapproach it in a pretty different way. Um, you know, we, you know, a lot of different brands tell their own different brand stories in different ways. And through us, it's not through the, you know, typical narrative storytelling approach, at, at least not yet. And because for us, it's all about the, the art and the visual storytelling we, we tell through our illustrations. Um, and, you know, one, you know, really well-recognizable brand and IP that everyone here knows that we compare ourselves to often because they're a huge source of inspiration is uh, Hello Kitty, right? And so you know, I want to ask you guys, um, because I didn't know this actually until very recently, but 
Do you know where Hello Kitty lives? Lives? Yes. No, I don't like know where her Hello backstory Kitty lives. and where where she lives. Yeah. Oh yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. She's from London. Yes, she's from suburban London. Yeah. But that actually, most people don't know that, you know. And so, Hello Kitty was first drawn up and created in 1975. And so Hello Kitty showed up on a small vinyl coin per, coin coin purse in 1975. And do you know when the first animated series for Hello Kitty appeared? Go 19, on. 1987. 12 oh. years later. And the first manga and comics for Hello Kitty didn't appear until 2007, which is 10 years after that. And so Hello Kitty is this really world-renowned, recognizable brand. But that sort of narrative storytelling didn't really come in until much later into their brand growth. And so for those first 12 years when they became a global phenomenon, like how were they telling their stories? Hello Kitty really came up through their proliferation really growing through consumer products and placing those really delightful images on, you know, backpacks and pencil cases and things like that. And so each, in, each individual product, each illustration, that's a, that's a form of storytelling. And that's a little, that's a little, you know, a different vignette that they give to the consumers and that, that they connect in a really deep way. And so for Wonder Pals and how we think about our storytelling, um, you know, our, 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 our strength is, you know, Mina's creative brain and her, you know, immense emotion, uh, visual storytelling capabilities in her art. And so for us, really, that's the focus of that. Mina, do you want to talk a little bit more about kind of your, your visual storytelling? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, with the illustrations that we share on you know, all of our social platforms, like we always, you know, like Derp said, Wonder Cloud is all about being kind and um, we always put an importance on you know being family friendly too and the content that we share we want it to be positive and encouraging and, and fun as well and you know wonder pals are these happy little creatures that love to explore and you know with the illustrations we share you know you'll see like wonder pals like just like reading their book out in the park you know something that's just so cute and you know something you can relate to as well and um, you know, we want it to be something that you can share with your family um, and friends because we want it to be family friendly and, um, you know, just creating these these cute little stories that, you know, you, you want to share with your, your kids too. And, you know, it's great that we have a lot of parents in our community as well that, um, that love the illustrations that we share. And um, not only that, our, our community is also really great as creating their own stories of their own pals which is always awesome to see um you know one common uh storyline that we have that was created from our community was of uh my pal and and show pal i'm sure some of you uh, know that story you know show he he's my husband in real life but um you know they created this little storyline where show is like the the lazy husband <laughs> and i'm like the bossy wife always telling him what to do and we have um, all of these fun community generated uh, illustrations um, that pop up here and there. And uh, we also have a, um, to highlight one of our community members, Gbri. Um, he has a pal who he calls Kit. And, you know, he, he's a great illustrator as well. And he always shares the best illustrations of Kit um, doing some fun stuff. And, 
he is also the one who created the amazing dead pals that you see, you know, me and Derp's uh, profile pictures. And I see a lot of dead pals in, in the audience as well. And, um, you know, having community members like Chibri is uh, a great way to, to add on to our story and something that we can utilize moving forward as well. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. And I think it's, uh, I was doing a bit of research actually recently and I saw that Hello Kitty is actually the second largest brand franchise ever behind um, behind Pokemon. And, you know, that is, for me, it's like a staggeringly exciting comparison. To be the, the Hello Kitty of the Web3 space, I think, is an incredible, um, incredible, like, aim and uh, and I'm, I'm really excited to see how that unfolds i guess the first thing that we've seen in terms of this starting to come to fruition is this fantastic uh collaboration that you're currently you know living out right now before us with the the fashion brand cider um i posted a comment a few weeks ago actually before we'd even um had agreed to have this show uh, about the fact that um just the quality of the products that you're putting together with cider just strike me as being so much more like ahead of the game in terms of uh, other people in the web3 space and and I, I really love the idea that you guys have taken the time to really consider where you put the pals as opposed to because i imagine there were a lot of opportunities to do something like this along the way can you tell us a bit more about the cider collaboration and the the clothing the, the kind of the subsequent minting that you're doing at the moment of the cider pals what what has that been like yeah no, absolutely i'd be happy to talk about that so um you know most of this audience i would bet haven't really heard about cider so i'll give the introduction to cider first so cider is a uh andreessen backed um e-commerce brand uh they launched in they started in 2020 like right during the pandemic and two years later they're already you know over a billion dollar valuation so they're already a unicorn which is incredibly Im impressive for e-commerce brand you know typically you have like tech SaaS companies with that that sort of uh, those valuations, but just for like a traditional e-commerce brand to grow that uh, large and really create a community following online is really impressive. And so, you know, Cider is a, um, you know, female focused apparel fashion brand um, that is really, really popular on TikTok and Instagram. And they've really connected with um, their mostly Gen Z female audience by creating a very mood inspired uh, a fashion brand, fashion brand. So if you look at their website, they have uh, collections called, you know, feeling cute, feeling grungy, feeling elegant. And so they really have different pieces for different types of moods because they really believe that, you know, a, a, a reflecting whatever type of mood you're in to what you're wearing is a really powerful connection. And so when we connected with Cider, um, you know, one of the really exciting things is that they really wanted to collab collaborate with us and really do things differently and beyond a typical, you know, fa fashion collaboration. So with our collaboration with Cy Cider, you know, we have um, fashion pieces that I'll, I'll talk about, but it, we really went beyond that. And so, you know, it's not just about slapping our uh, pals on a hoodie, um, but we really went and, um, you know, a little bit more risky and, and, and going beyond just super male driven type of pieces where it's just a t-shirt and a hoodie, but we have uh, knit sweaters, we have bucket hats, but because for us, 
this apparel collaboration is not just an opportunity to provide, you know, fun Wonder Pals wearables to our community, but it's really about introducing um, our brand to the cider community as well. And so I think like when we talk about like, you know, bringing Web2 and Web3 together, one of the things I think about a lot is you have to meet Web2 where they are. You can't expect them to come to us where we, we are. And so how we design the merch collaboration is, is you know, definitely meets them where they are. Um, what we also did with Cider is we had a live stream video shopping show uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago. And so they have a, uh, on their app, they have a, a, a live stream show where, you know, it's kind of like, um, if you're familiar with Home Shopping Network, you know, someone is on a live stream video, they show all the products, there's a flood of comments, uh, kind of like Twitch in live stream of people asking about the products and they're answering it. So we had a Wonder Pals focused show where there was a lot of cute Wonder Pals graphics and, and um, yeah, the host did a really good job of introducing Wonder Pals to their audience. And, you know, we had such a strong reception. A lot of people were like, what, you know, what is that? What's Wonder Pals? It's so cute. And, you know, and for us, you know, part of our journey is not presenting ourselves as a NFT collection and not even presenting ourselves as really sort of even like um, a Web3 brand, like first and foremost, you know, it's just presenting ourselves as a, you know, a cute IP that people want to get to a little more about. And so with Cider, we've definitely been doing that. We've also launched uh, Instagram uh, you know, augmented reality filters on uh on, on both Instagram and Snapchat. So if you go into the Cider accounts there, you can access a lot of cute uh, filters where you can see uh, the Cider Pals in 3D, as well as putting face filters where you can you can choose like, hey, which Cider Pal are you? Which has been really fun. We saw, we saw a lot of uh, Cider's influencers play around with that. And, and yeah, and we're also doing a uh, collection of uh, 12 NFTs that we're uh, minting later today. And um, what's really fun about those NFTs is, is that, you know, it, it's not only a, you know, digital collectible, which is how we actually present that to the CIDR community, but it also unlocks benefits within the CIDR ecosystem. So, you know, if you, if you mint one of those, um, you know, there'll be certain redemption windows throughout the year where Cider will actually give you free outfits and gift cards for holding a Cider Pal, as well as, you know, Cider, they have a lot of um, activations throughout the year. They've done things at Coachella. They've done things at New York Fashion Week. And so all in 2023, um, whenever they have activation, they have activations globally in, 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 you know, Korea, Taiwan, Japan as well. Whenever they do an activation, there'll also be VIP access given to um, holders of Cider Pals as well. So it's a really great integrated uh, collaboration, really meant to not only give our community a, a fun minting experience and, 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 and fun of benefits within this brand, but also really introduce ourselves to their community as well. That's great. Thank you for being clear on that. I, I'm excited about the fact that there is a cider link utility. I think that's one of the most important things to, to be clear about. Um, Spaceman, you have a question, sir. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, I think oh, it's less of a question, more of a statement. Like, I think you guys just absolutely killing it with that cider um, collab. The, the way you've structured it, um, the activation, the... IRL utility, the way you've just described it, the way it's described to those Web2 non-natives, like, just wanted to say, like, yeah, fantastic, fantastic job. Um, 
I, I do have a quick question. Uh, it's a very quick one. It's for Mina just coming back. Like, is is Sho actually a lazy husband? Like, scale of one to ten, what do you what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> he tries his best. He, he might not be as lazy as maybe <laughs> the community thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I like that. Um, so, uh, guys, I was speaking with Star Catchers actually, like a month or so ago, um, and I was speaking to them about your joint American Eagle collaboration um, that you held during NFT NYC. I remember that huge billboard, uh, well, like electronic billboard uh, in Times Square that was showing off the pals. Um, and I'm just I'm curious about like what other activations appeal to you guys. Obviously, there are two fashion ones with Cider and uh, an American Eagle. But uh, like, do you like the idea of working with Web two and Web three brands? And 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 in what capacity moving forward? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we love Web two collaborations. We th- we love Web three collaborations, and we see them. You know, um, to serve to you know, different types of purposes in, in the long-term growth of the brand. And so, you know, for, for, for any activations, you know, we just want to expose our brand to as many people as possible, especially those outside of Web3. You know, I really see WonderPals as having, you know, some sort of responsibility in, in this space to bring a very unique segment of new users into Web3. And, and, and those, those users are just, you know, super casual consumers. Right, because I believe that you know the Wonder Pals art and branding has so much mass appeal, and, and it's a project where it's a project and a brand where you know the floor price, celebrity endorsements, or or sort of like crazy, you know, or like sort of like crypto mechanics that are part of the project aren't really necessary to capture the attention of people. A lot of people just see like, oh wow, those things are really really cute. Like, what is that, right? And so. For us, you know, we have a lot of uh, different activations coming up um, where we're just exposing people to the brand first and foremost. Uh, and so for Web2, you know, I really see our growth strategy kind of like this. It's kind of like a funnel, right, where that top of funnel is just really, um, really family friendly, very easy to digest uh, art that captures people's attention. And that funnel is like, you know, at first looking at our art, getting curious what that is. Further down the funnel, maybe like, oh, you maybe want to buy a t-shirt or, or you know, or, or, you know, some sort of consumer product to get a little bit more activated in the brand. And for us, like that funnel, what's at the very bottom of that funnel? The very bottom of the funnel is community. And so as you get more engaged with the brand, you start to discover, oh, wait, there's actually an online community of people that really enjoy this. I really like this too. Oh, there's a Discord. Or maybe I'll pop in and say hi. So for us, I, you know, what we say, like, come for the cute art and stay for the community. And so that's really kind of like our, our Web2 strategy um, there. For Our Web3 strategy is a little bit different in that uh, for us, we really want to collaborate with as many projects in the space that are really on that frontier of building out, you know, what in the end is going to be the metaverse. And so our hope for Wonder Pal is that we are going to be a really long lasting franchise within, within the metaverse as well. You know, we see that with every major shift in, you know, different media formats, right. Going from radio to TV to the internet and then to the metaverse, 
you have different franchises that are native to that medium that really grow and become long lasting. You know, you, you obviously you have heritage brands that kind of move throughout like your Disney's and, you know, Hello Kitty for sure will be in the metaverse as well. But I think for every new shift, um, these, you know, um, the ones really that are there early have a really big opportunity to be long lasting franchises within that new space. And so for web three, we really want to, um, we really want to collaborate and just, you know, place hits of Wonder Pals in whatever new emerging, uh, you know, world or whatever. People are just going to be spending time because I think that's one of the really great ways to, for a brand to become a franchise is just that repetition, um, repetition of seeing that IP. And so, for example, like tomorrow we have uh, a Twitter space with Cryptoys. Uh, which is another really, really exciting project that's really building um, digital toys and onboarding a lot of, you know, Web2 masses. And, you know, we're collaborating with, you know, we're doing something with them. And, and as they're building out their world, you know, just like a hit of Wonder Pals here and there, just doing things like that. Um, yeah, that that's a big part of our Web3 strategy. Awesome. Tom Youngs, I see you've got your hand up, sir. Yeah, so um, incredible to hear the story so far. And I think, I just wanted to give a shout out to what I believe to be the cutest project in Web3. Um, I mean, there's a reason I bought one because I was like, that was my thesis was it's damn friggin' cute. I'm not going to say the F-bomb today, which I do. <laughs> guys, guys know. That's fruiting cute. That's what we say. <laughs> fruiting cute. Wow. Doesn't, wow. Yeah, yeah the, the cute radar is going off right now. But um, yeah, I've, I've got a bit of a, um, a bit of, I suppose, a technical question around um, how you guys have strategized this, because uh, I, I've like kind of when I got to learn about the, the Cider Pals collaboration, I, I thought you guys done, have done a really, really good job at uh, kind of creating it. Um, was there any link to Andreessen? And obviously, they are one of the kind of leading proponents of Web3 investment and uh, was that? Can you talk a little bit about how you actually got through Sosida or how that partnership kind of blossomed initially? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so we we met them at NFT LA. Uh, so it was you know a few months back, and and you know that also just speaks to how much time it takes for a really thoughtful collaboration to come to fruition. You know, we, we really started the conversations back then and been really working on the concepts and the ideas and, 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 and yeah, so, it, you know, it definitely takes a few months to build something of quality. And so, so yeah, so we, we met in NFT LA, um, you know, they were, um, <laughs> uh, Cider actually reached out on me on, on LinkedIn first, and then we met up at NFTLA. And then, uh, you know, they came to our party and really enjoyed our community. Uh, and I think that's what they really wanted to see, you know. Um, we're actually the first collaboration they have ever done, like, at all, not just Web3, but we're the first other IP that they ever did a collaboration with. So they're also very selective in, you know, what type of community that their community would be receptive to to collaborations because we all know that you know you know nfts crypto especially among gen z females talk about the hardest group of consumers to actually uh win over because they're actually the most you know very environmentally you know 
you know, conscious and they, they really don't like the crypto stuff. <laughs> and so this is actually a really difficult uh, segment to, to hit. So, the, you know, they, they wanted to, but, they, you know, they, because they're in Dreesen back, they also believe in the future um, of Web3. And so for them, when they came to our party and, and saw the people and, you know, had conversations with our community members and just felt that, yes, these are the right communities to bring together for this type of collaboration. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tom, great question. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, sorry. Did someone else want to say something? Do you want to carry on there for a minute? Um, no, maybe I want to kick it over to Mina in terms of like, I think, you know, I, I, my perspective was very much from like a business growing the project strategically perspective. I think there's also some, you know, in terms of collaborations, there's a um, branding element to that as well. And that's definitely Mina's, uh, Mina's expertise. So Mina, anything to add there? Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. So, I mean, I guess in terms of the types of brands that we would hopefully, you know, get to collaborate with in the future, you know, like when I designed Wonder Pals, I, I wanted to make sure to create, you know, something that was very simple, but something that's also iconic, right, that can, like, from a distance, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a Wonder Pal. And, um, you know, I definitely see us collaborating with a, a range of brands that are, you know, from, like, children's, like, clothing brands to, like, high fashion brands, because I think, you know, even though we are, like, this cute little character, I still think that we appeal to to all ages and, and families, and so... You know, I think the simplicity of our design can be applied to so many different products as well. And so I think um, the different opportunities that we could have in the future um, is, is so wide. And so I, I look forward to, you know, potential more collaborations that we'll have in the future. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to them, too. I think I uh, echo uh, Tom and Spaceman's views here that the side of one has just been done so well. In, uh, you know, and and uh, I'd go as far as saying it's been done better than any that I can recall, really, in terms of like a Web two integration with a Web three founded brand uh, and providing something for both audiences and for both communities, people who were traditionally cider fans, the cider business, and also you know the Web three natives who are looking to see how this is all going to roll out. I think it's um, it's a really, really best-in-class example of uh, of how this should be done at the moment. So I, I do commend you guys on it, and I'm looking forward to seeing how you, you do it more going forward. Um, if I can move away, though, a little from collaborations and the, the kind of Web 2, Web 3 conversation, let's move back to storytelling a bit, and let's, let's talk about content. Um, you were saying earlier how kind of like storytelling and... and particularly with Mina's ability to storytell through like her uh, art and the creativity. Um, I'm thinking specifically about content. You know, content is a really, really overused word at the moment in the space. And I think people are just trying to figure out how to create content that does a good job of articulating what it is Web3 stands for and is trying to achieve. How do you guys go about creating content for your community and for the wider Web3 space to digest? Hmm, okay, so yeah, I mean, for us, I think 
you know, content is obviously a wide range of things, but let's say more particularly with um, like social media content, like images and illustrations and things like that we create, um, you know, we want it to be like simple, easy to understand something that's like very reshareable because we want people to, to share this with their friends and family because, you know, Web3 is still so small and like to be able to capture that audience outside of this space, we want to create something that's, um, you know, not too complicated, right? Like, oh, that's a cute picture. What What is it? And then, you know, hopefully they'll look into what Wonder Pals is and, and get to know about our brand. But, you know, trying to make it um, less uh, intimidating, I guess, um, is you know, what we want our brand to be something that's like, oh, you know, we're, we're very friendly, like we're, we want uh, to be inviting and open to anyone and something that, you know, people can relate to. Because like, even for me, when I, uh, I guess it's been almost a year now, you know, like a year ago, when I first discovered Web3, like even for me, like there weren't that many, I guess, like family friendly projects. And it was a little intimidating for me at first um, coming into this space. And so, you know, being able to create a brand that can kind of help ease those new people in, I think, is uh, something we always keep in mind with with what we create. I think it's yeah. really, really interesting. Sorry to cut across you, Derp, and please do yeah. continue in a second. But I think it's really interesting the fact that you guys have like spoken about what it means to onboard people in the space and yet you haven't used that terminology once and I think that's really really refreshing to hear you just talking about the way you're going about your business without being really like specific oh this is how we are trying to onboard new people you're just talking about doing things that any business that is generating like a great IP that wants to appeal to more people would do and yet what you're doing by by offering that in this space is you're like you say you're offering like a safe space for people to come in and and dip their toe in the web3 water and i think that's that's very very um very exciting i love the fact that you haven't referred to it as onboarding you've just gone about your business derp apologies yeah no no worries so yeah i think just to build on top of that you know again kind of like going back to hello kitty and really having that as an inspiration for what we do as a project is, you know, they really grew by really creating really excellent, awesome con consumer products um, that really tells tells a story of their brand. And so what we do want to do in the future is build more consumer products. But, you know, for us, you know, I think so much of the NFT space has been creating products to sell to your community. And we really want our consumer products to expand beyond just our community. You know, over time, the percentage of sales to our own community, we want that to be less smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller of a percentage and really just have our cons consumer products of Blender Pals reach as many uh, different people as possible. And so I think that's um, one aspect of it. Um, I'll, I'll leak a little bit of alpha right now. I got the uh, uh, permission from Mina, but um, I can't go too much in the detail, but we also have a really exciting um, collaboration. Well, not really a collaboration, but a, um, a business deal that we signed recently that is really going to give Wonder Pals a lot of access into different markets really professional um, 
really professional, I guess, like firepower into how we create consumer products and um, really just experts in this space that have done this um, many times over. So that's all I say. But um, what's really exciting is that, you know, we, I think 2023 is going to be really exciting for one time for Wonder Pals because we're going to really have all, it's going to be a completely different type of game that we play based on um, something that happened quite recently. Beautifully tiptoed around, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I commend you for that. That was very well said. Very, very exciting, Alpha. Is that genuinely like the first time that has been mentioned in any kind of space or announcement? Yeah, that was. Well, hey, well, there you go. You heard it here first, guys. Very, very exciting times ahead for the Wonder Pals uh, team, community, and fans. Um, I uh, I have a question for. Um, I'm so sorry about the noise here. The heavens have opened, and it is raining so hard outside that it's very. It's actually very coming. I'm sorry if it's coming across as um, in my audio. Um, I have a question for Mina because I'm really conscious of Mina's time and you may need to drop out and go and prepare for your next meeting, Mina. My my question for you is, what is the long-term ambition for Wonder Pals and what does success look like for you? Oh, yeah, good question. I mean, for us, you know, even though we started as like a Web3 brand, like, you know, eventually Web3 and Web2 will all be kind of mishmashed together. So we're just, you know, talking about being just a well-known brand across everywhere right and like we want to be you know always striving to to grow and and help bring um new people into our community and you know hopefully one day we can be a products on on the shelves one day and you know maybe have um some sort of like series for for kids to watch um something that can be enjoyed by by everyone and um, you know, as as time goes on and there are more uh, like metaverses as well, you know, we want to be at the forefront of that as well and um, be a recognizable character um, that people know know of. And, um, you know, hopefully we can have like books and video games. I think just, you know, being a successful brand is, is having um, places in all aspects of of like consumer products and, and digital and, and physical as well. And so, you know, I think, you know, I'm sure it'll take time, but, you know, hopefully one day we can make that a reality. Mm-hmm. I'm certain of it. Dirk, do you want to, ta- do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I think what's a really exciting thing about web three, which is like a different take on how we grow this brand is, you know, I talked a little bit about how like the percentage of sales um, over time to our, will be like a, the percentage of sales to our community over time will be smaller and smaller and smaller, but you know, the percentage of products that is our NFTs will become a smaller, smaller, smaller proportion as well. Because really to me, like a NFT will just be like holding a Wonder Pals NFT will just be a high end consumer product across a range of consumer products that we offer, but it's a very special type of um, high-end consumer product because it gives you special access and 
a front row seat to like how we build this brand together. And so, you know, for example, like maybe in the future, there's like a, a million Wonder Pals customers, but then there's 10,000 holders, like those 10,000 holders, they're going to really be kind of like, uh, have a front row seat to help build this brand and this IP, because we really want to make for our holders as we get more help building this brand, like we want them to feel like they're building it with us, you know, and I want uh, in the future, for example, like maybe we, as we develop this IP and we do more storytelling, maybe we like, you know, build a wonder pal world or like with the house that wonder pals lives in and we want that process to be shared within our community because that's kind of cool right because in the future imagine if like we become big like hello kitty and then you know on all our products there's like you know a house there but then within our own community of other people with the front row seats they know that like hey we built that house together because we were part of that decision-making process to really influence that. And I think that's really cool, you know? And imagine, you know, yeah, imagine if you can say that with the brand of Hello Kitty, like, oh, I was part of there. I was part of that journey. I was there when that decision was made. And that just creates such a deeper emotional connection with the brand that we really want to offer our community. And so, um, you know, that's definitely something we'll want to do more of and really um, innovate with you know how we build this brand like a like a hello kitty just doing that differently because i think that's exactly the type of experience that web3 enables that's exactly the type of experience that our community craves and i think it's the right thing to do yeah absolutely and i think that's what's most exciting about web3 and these projects that are coming to the fore in terms of like entertainment brands the idea of being able to say in 10 15 20 years I was there at the like conception of that brand. And not only was I there, but I was able to really play like an active part in feeding co like um, uh, feedback into the, the founding team or on occasion actually having a say in the direction that they went in. I think this is what really, really makes the difference in terms of Web3 to previous, um, you know, ways of interacting with brands. Very good. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. OK, look, one last question for Mina, because then um, I'm yeah, I'm conscious of your time, Mina. What's been the biggest learning for the team or the project to date? Oh, OK. Um, yeah, there's two parts of this. I'll, I'll touch on one part. I, I definitely think, you know, it's already been, I guess, almost a year since well, a little less than a year, but, you know, a long time has passed since we have launched. And, you know, there's definitely a lot of work that goes into uh, building a project like this. And believe it or not, you know, it's been mainly Derp and I, you know, a very small team, um, you know, working on all of the all of this. And um, so I think one of the biggest um, learnings is, you know, the importance of of who you bring on the team and also, you know, putting in the efforts of expanding the team. And that's something that we're working on right now. Um, you know, we really want to build up our core team to, to scale our business. And so, you know, looking into uh, what's coming in 2023, we'll be, um, you know, hopefully bringing on more people to our team to, to bring on some more power to accelerate faster. Yeah. Uh a big learning for me is, you know, there's a lot of pressure to move fast, 
but I think it's also important to take things slow and, and, and don't jump on trends. You know, in this space, there's a, uh, you know, there's like a new meta every two months and there's a lot of pressure uh, oftentimes to be a part of whatever that latest trend is. Um, but for us, you know, I, I think, you know, looking back, if we do a, you know, retrospective, like, man, I'm glad we didn't <laughs> jump on some of those trends as they were happening, even though there was a lot of pressure to, uh, because I think, you know, that that's, that's the balance, right? That's, that's, you know, I think part of being responsible leaders of a community is listening to everyone in your community, no matter who they are. And for sometimes for project founders, that's information overload because the, the, by, by making an effort to listen to every single voice, you're doing a lot of filtering and you're taking, you know, and there's like emotional impact there as well, where, you know, you have to filter every, every single thing that comes through. And by filtering every single, single thing that's come through, you know, sometimes there's a lot of, there's a, there's a little bit of negativity. There's a, some, a little bit of angst and there's a little bit of pressure that comes through filtering all of those different messages. And so, you know, the importance of, listening but also focusing on your original vision really having a lot of trust and knowing like what is what is this what does everyone want us to build uh what what does everyone like truly want at the end and how that ties to your original vision and you know holy holding steady on that and that, that's been a tremendous learning fantastic thank you and yeah i really appreciate that honesty i think you know, um, it's not, uh, there's no problem in people turning around and saying, we're still figuring all of this out, right? And so uh, I, um, what I think is really important, and perhaps you may have received criticism for it, is taking your time. And I think, you know, many, many brands in this space would do well to take their foot off the gas for a moment and actually have a think about the next six, 12 18 months five years and and think about how they're going to get there because uh you know there's a there's an awful lot um of rushing around and you know being influenced by an impatient community occasionally and things like that that i think sometimes you have to know when to hold your nerve and to really focus on what you believe will get you where you're intending to go so no i i commend you for that guys mina i'm conscious of your time so i wanted to thank you and just allow you to um to have any final words before you drop off oh yes yeah thank you again for having me i, I had a lot of fun and getting to speak to you um you know i still can't believe we're at the place we, we are now like when i started this project i had no idea that it would uh grow to this magnitude and i think you know, seeing all the opportunities that are coming our way has been so exciting, you know, especially just like as an artist in this space, I think um, people <laughs> that are trying to, you know, who's an artist and trying to get into this space, because I think there are so many opportunities here. And I think, you know, with the support of the community, I, I really think anything is possible. So yeah, I just want to thank everyone that has been supporting us and, and hope you'll continue to stick around as you know, we'll have more exciting things coming up soon. That's great. Thank you yeah, so thank much. You. Really, really appreciate your time. Stay around for as long as you can, yes, but I, uh, I, I guess I'm just giving you free reign now to drop <laughs> off when you. Okay. Need. Yes. I appreciate um, it. Thank you. Thank you.
Um, so, Derp, I, I have a question for you because uh, you, you sound like a very learned guy. Um, I'm, I'm really I'm really interested to know, like away from Wonder Pals now, what do you think the future holds for Web3 and NFTs? Let's let's talk about what, what do you think this space looks like in 12 months time? Hello, Derp. Oh, sorry, I was on mute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, you know, I, I really think that there's going to be this major inflection point in, like, the mass adoption of Web3 that's coming. And I think that really comes from, you know, when the technology and the user experience of Web3 becomes so frictionless and seamless and easy to understand, where people really understand people really start to see a wallet address as just another form of an email address, right? Like when it becomes that simple for people to really understand, because if you think about it, it's like the same thing, right? It's a personal address that you hold things in it and you can send things from it, right? And just how like an email was really that, what allowed you to access Web2, like when we have that sort of same seamless user experience where people just understand wallets and they can understand that this is just a thing I hold things and I can use to interact with these new experiences on, on the internet. I think that's going to change everything. Um, you know, for me, I come from a tech and not just tech, but uh, also like a retail background. I used to work at Levi's for many years as well as Amazon. And so um, I think there's going to be a really big shift in how you interact with e-commerce brands through wallets. Like just for example, and what's really exciting about that is just with the cider collaboration, we're bumping, we're bumping against that friction right now, right? Where it's like, okay, hey, if you mint the cider pal, you get benefits later on with the brand. But how do we, how do we track who gets those benefits, right? You can't just give us an email address and then we'll contact you when you can receive those benefits because you could sell your cider pal between the time you minted it and um, and and when those benefits uh, mature, right? And so like, how do you provide a benefit to someone without tapping into their wallet, without integrating it into your e-commerce experience in, in a way that like really makes sense? And so we're already bumping against the friction points today. And I think that's really, what's really exciting about this side of product experience is because we're going to be enabling pieces of that, right? I think in the future, every e-commerce checkout will have some sort of wallet connection, just like every e-commerce checkout, you have to provide email to get your order confirmation, your shipment confirmation. And so, um, so yeah, I really, you know, you see Shopify build, building really aggressively in this space and really making um, you know, like not only crypto checkout and payment um, possible, right? Because that's just not just, yeah, it's not just about crypto payment with your wallet, but, the, but it's about like, how do I know who you are? How do I know you belong to this part of this community to unlock certain benefits that the brand is doing? Like that's going to be an even bigger piece of what it means to integrate your wallet to a brand. And I'll just I'll build on top of that, why I think the, one of the most exciting things about how Web3 will just transform brand experiences in the future is a lot to do with 
like personalization and having a more one-on-one experience with the brand and it all ties back to like who you are so you know in retail like personalization is such a like big it was like a big trend a few years ago right whereas like hey you know you had all these companies building products to help enable a more personalized shopping experience right but it, 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 it was like oh wow we have like machine learning and big data now so we can personalize your shopping experience but the always, the thing that really fell short with that is like brands never had enough data about their consumers to really build any sort of meaningful sh personalized shopping experience right it's kind of like oh great you know it's my birthday oh great your email says hey hey derp you know like oh that's so personal and you know what what if, if you think about what the blockchain is is like a it's a you know, it's it's a, you know, yeah, you hear it's like a, a blockchain, it's a ledger, but like the mental model that I like, which actually makes it click for me a lot is like, it's a external database. It's a database that isn't internal to your company, it's external everywhere. And imagine having your wallet contain so, you know, having your hash contain so much data about yourself across all brands that you can offer up to any given brand at any given time. So it may be the first time I'm shopping at Levi's or first time I'm shopping at Nike, but they build it in such a way where it's not a first time shopping experience because they're able to access that on-chain data. And so I think that's super exciting. I think that that unlocks a huge potential for brands to be more experiential, be more personalized. And I think that's, that that for me, like outside of Wonder Pals, I think that's the most exciting um, thing for me in Web three, just because of my uh, retail brand background. That's uh, that's actually my favorite answer, and I ask that question most weeks. So uh, <laughs> nice work, Derp. Like, but I, I agree with you. I mean, that's that's what it is, right? Eventually, the tech just merges into what we do day to day, just like email does now and didn't thirty years ago. And, uh, and it just enhances our experience of interacting with brands so significantly. It's very, very exciting. Um, I am going to invite people up from the crowd. Um, and Dato has raised his hand first. So hello, hello. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Derp Mina, just wanted to congratulate you on the collaboration. Um, you know, it, obviously, Cider is a global brand. They have markets in the UK, Germany, France, Canada. I think I remember reading that their app had over 2 million downloads in the United States in the first half of 2022 alone. So, you know, these are the types of partnerships that get the Wonder Pals art in front of new eyeballs and actually builds Web3 brands that'll stand the test of time. So congrats on that. Um, the question that I had uh, from Mina and, and Derp, I guess, a little bird once told me that a significant portion of the original Wonder Pals mint proceeds were actually locked up and would slowly vest and be released to the founders and members of the core team over a four year period. Is any part of that true? And if so, could you go into any more details? Um, so not sure where you heard that, but no, that's not exactly Hundred percent true. I think I think Starcatchers did that. Yeah, I was um, just about to say, and I think that's why Clemente just raised his hand. Star Starcatchers were the brand behind that data. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, thanks. I just wanted to uh, to clear that up for myself. Appreciate but, it. Well, no, but if you want more information on it, um, uh, just a little shameless 
podcast plug, but the uh, Star Catchers episode is a podcast, and um, Maurice talks about this at, at great length um, after about twenty minutes, I think. So uh, yeah, head over to that that episode and uh, and give it a listen. Um, anybody else from the crowd want to come up um, or do the speakers, my, my co-team, want to uh, ask any final questions? I think we might be there, which is wonderful for me because it's an hour and it means I can uh, stop it there. And we've got an hour long podcast, which is wonderful news. Um, so, yeah, not having anyone else come up. So I'm going to call it there. Mina, Derp, I really, really appreciate you guys. That's been a fantastic episode. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I wondered if there were any final words from you. Yeah, no, I, I just want to really thank um, thank you for having us. This was such a wonderful experience. <laughs> really, 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 really fun. So thank you so much. Um, and yeah, no, I think that for us, the Wonder Pals, you know, we're just heads down doing work, building this brand and trying to make our community as happy as possible through the process. Um, if you guys aren't part of our community, please check us out. We're a really nice bunch and we'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. And to those who are already in our community, you know, thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, you know, you guys really give us this, the strength to keep on building and, you know, in difficult days, just, seeing all the support on Twitter, seeing the support on Discord, being able to kind of take a break from the work, hang out in the Discord and see a bunch of really kind, happy pals. That's that's what it's all about. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. So to my uh, co-host, Tom, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Really, really enjoyed that, guys. Wish you very best, the very best for your launch with Cider Pals and um, for everyone in the team as well. Happy yeah, Halloween. Absolutely. Tom, Zerk and Spaceman, looking forward to seeing the three of you at NFT London on Thursday. Um, yes, sir. Going to be good. Let's go. Going to yeah. be mega. Can't wait. Clemente, sorry, you'll be in Seattle, but we'll be thinking of you and we'll have a drink for you, sir. <laughs> Please do. Please do. And thanks, uh, Wonder Pals, for, for jumping in. Amazing questions. I didn't feel like I was, I was okay not saying anything because I was just enjoying, yeah. enjoying the conversation. So thanks. No, that's Same great here. stuff. You Thank you. It. Um, this Thursday, guys, we're not going to have an episode as scheduled. Um, Ryan Carson and I have agreed that we're going to pick up again after NFT London. Um, but what I will be doing is just throwing up a space during NFT London on Thursday afternoon. So please keep an eye out and I will let you all know what's going on there. Um, next Monday, I can't even remember who we've got. I think it might be Deadfellas. Um, so uh, that's exciting. And um, yeah, really, really looking forward to uh, to that episode also. Um, thank you, everybody, for coming out today. Have a very, very happy Halloween. Uh, be safe. Uh, eat lots of chocolates. And uh, I look forward to seeing you all very, very soon. I have turned